You are now locked in to Mode London, the one-stop shop for all things UK underground. Tune in to hear the best in grime, dubstep, garage, drummer bass, funky and more. You can follow us on Instagram at moderadio.london and Twitter at moderadiolondon. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel Mode London for all the freshest content. Keep it locked, Mode is home. Good afternoon, welcome to Mode London. I am El Formosa and you are tuned into the Women in Music discussion. I have three lovely ladies in my presence at the moment. I've got Nikki Acute, Rosie Wright and Cicely Grace. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Happy International Women's Day, everyone. Happy International Women's Day. How's everyone feeling? Good, yeah. Uh, got a lot to talk about. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm excited though. Yep. It's, uh, it's a good topic. So, uh, yeah. Definitely. Thank you for giving us this platform as well. I mean, I'm interested about all of our stories and like yeah. which way it's going to go. I think it'll be really interesting. I think <laughs> we've all got a story to tell and it's nice that we've got a variety. So we've got obviously Nikki who does artist management and label management. We've got Rosie who's a DJ and we've got Cicely who's a photographer and then myself who is a broadcaster. So we've got different angles of experiences about women in the music industry. Um, I just want to start off by asking you, what do you think are the difficulties about uh, of being a woman in the industry? Of course, Very she's fun. going straight in. Straight in. <laughs> <laughs> and no pressure. <laughs> uh, who who wants to go first? <laughs> uh, uh, I can, if you want. Yep. <laughs> but, um, although it is like a very open-ended uh, question. It is. Um, it's sometimes it's quite hard to pinpoint in terms of um, it's, sometimes it's there are uh, just blatant blocks and sometimes mm-hmm. things are more subtle and more um, sometimes it's what what isn't happening rather than what is. So, for example, um, I've you know, I've been a DJ for quite a long time. Um, I started uh gosh about half my lifetime ago but well, i won't wow. divulge how long <laughs> ago that was but like um and on the whole it's been great i haven't really you know grown up in south london and you know we just went to big sixth form college and had loads of mates that are all you know we just like partying um but then when i started taking it more seriously i started and it became a, a sort of career choice um certain things started to happen that were a little bit like disappointing at times like sometimes um you know there's that kind of you know on on the negative like sometimes there's a bit of a can be a bit of a boys club mentality with certain spaces um and in terms of what isn't said rather than what is said sometimes it you know you can feel like a bit of an outsider and you you sometimes want that sort of friendliness and that kind of just warmth really yeah and it's something that you feel it's not something you know if it's it's not and you can't really have a go at someone for like oh i don't feel like i'm made to feel welcome you know it yeah. sounds a bit so you yeah. just because you're all adults so you just have to get on with your life but it you know and things like music production and learning and sometimes you know there's a lot of jargon and things like that and there's sometimes i think um 
as you know like I teach uh, kids DJing and I have to sort of adapt how I teach them and I'm not going to like bamboozle them with term terminology that they're not going to understand like yeah. I'm going to try and make it so that they can digest it and understand it and I feel like sometimes I feel like you know there's this um I have been at times felt quite isolated and obviously I've got I'm a bit on the spectrum as well so I find certain things quite difficult so mm -hmm. that's been another facet to it yeah and then there's also been times when people have just been a bit sleazy to be honest mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I've literally been getting somewhere and been networking and then had the door shut in my face and if I haven't flirted with someone they've just sort of like gone cold and I've had like I've felt like I was going to get an opportunity and it didn't go anywhere mm -hmm. possibly mm -hmm. because an ego wasn't being stroked or something <laughs> um so that's the bad side but on the on the up there are a lot of like really cool um groups and I think festivals and lineups are getting much much better now in terms of being equal so yeah but I went, I went the mic <laughs> wonder, yeah how's everyone else feel about I, I was gonna plus one um what you said about there being um maybe not being welcomed into I guess what was like you said maybe it's a bit better now but what was kind of a boys club I think it also depends on what genres you're working in I think there's less balance when it comes to our genres you know like dubstep grime drum and bass etc um but certainly doors can be closed if you say no to advances from men yeah. and that's that is a that's a big one actually which is filled with like loads of disappointment really because you kind of feel like you're networking and you're working and you're getting on with people on a friendly manner but if you're not seen as flirting or if you say no to them then maybe the door shuts but sometimes the door doesn't just shut with that person it can also shut with their network of friends as well. Like yep. I'm sure we've all been in that situation as a female. It's almost as if that's all you've got to offer. Yeah. And uh, like we were saying earlier, because of that, it feels like women to not just open the door, but to stay in the room. It's like we have to kind of work harder to prove our worth. Um, no offense to any men. And again, I don't really ever want to come across as generalizing because it's not all men, it's not all women, you know, we're all individuals. Um, but I think probably everyone in this room has experienced that in one way, shape or form. Yeah. So that's a difficulty. But then also I can see that as a bit of a challenge. I quite like that. Quite like a challenge. Yeah, but then maybe that mentality is in me because I've had to be that way. I don't know. You, yeah. you can unravel it in like deep, in like go deeper, deeper, deeper. Um, but I'd say, yeah, I agree. That's definitely one of the difficulties that I've come across over the years. What about you, Cicely? Um, yeah, I think same. Um, just second, seconding what you said about um, sometimes it's what's not said. Yeah. Like I think there's always like this preconceived idea that women are weak and that we don't really know what we're doing. And I've, I've definitely felt that like going into situations, um, especially like kind of learning to mix as well, having people like mansplain stuff, whereas like, I get it, do you know what I mean? But it's, it's like, yeah, it's kind of what's not said. Like, I know that you already think that I don't know what I'm doing, but I do. Um, and then just, yeah, with the advances as well, like I think that is one of the, the biggest knocks that I've felt is like, I thought that I was here because I proved myself. I thought I was here because like, I'm good at what I do. And then, so so imagine like I was shooting regularly with this one artist and I thought we were like building a, like building a relationship or whatever. And 
And then I got a boyfriend and he was like, like I hit him up and I was like, when are we shooting next? He was like, oh, you've got a man now. And I, I thought like, oh my God, like, this is why you was shooting with me. It wasn't because you like my images or whatever. And like, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest, the mm. biggest things that I found hard. Mm, it's disappointing as well, isn't yeah, it? So it's almost like it, it sends you, like takes you back a yeah, step. Degrading, yeah, it? It yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And does that make you feel a certain way? Like you say, it's degrading. Does that make you feel that maybe you've done something wrong or you, in a way, and I, I don't mean that like taking the blame or anything, but you might think to yourself, oh, uh, should I have done this? Or should I have said that? Or I think it's your go-to to question yourself first, isn't it? Like, I'm always like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's my fault or whatever, but realistically, like, when you look at the situation in a whole, it says more about that person than it does about you, yeah. about that person's motives, do you know what I mean? So, like, although initially, like, it's hard and it's a bit of a knock, like, it doesn't matter because I am going to have clients that do value what I do, so essentially it's just getting rid of the the dodgy clients in the end yeah. you know that, that's amazing resilience though because like we were saying like that one knockback that could really have an effect on your whole career yeah if you wasn't as strong as you actually are mm. yeah definitely that could definitely affect your uh, mental health and how you view yourself and how you work with mm. other people in the future and trust issues and things like that yeah, um ultimately it's one person isn't it so you've got to think well it's one person who's decided to behave inappropriately and I've got X amount of clients that are behaving appropriately and can, um, you know, come to shoots and, and... I think what Nikki said about, you know, maybe it's not just like cutting off that connection with that one person, but their whole network as well. That's definitely something that maybe, maybe it's just in my head, but I've kind of felt, you know, like mm. if, if I cut off the advances from this person, maybe I'm not going to get where I want to be. So yeah, it's, it's hard, but... Why do we think it's like that? Uh, you know, you, you have this culture of boys club and it's one person and you say no to one person then all of a sudden everyone knows and it's like, oh, she said no to him so we don't know if we're going to work with her or we're going to talk about her behind her back or whatever. And In, in my like, personal experience, it's been a bit, bit of a pride issue with the guy that you've said no to. Mm -hmm. And rather than, them be, rather than them get found out that someone said no to them, it, uh, this, we're talking about individual situations here, yeah? They've like lied about me. And yeah. so that's caused an, a ripple effect with other people. And now I've got a reputation even though I haven't done anything. It's almost like playing the victim. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So it, and it's, it wasn't in my head, like it was proven that that's happened. Mm -hmm. But again, that could be like one solo situation, right? That, yeah. That's not like, a, oh, all men are bad or anything like that. Yeah, but it's definitely something that I think can knock you for a little bit if not for a long time and make you second guess yourself and think, hang on a minute, do I really want to work mm -hmm. A, in this industry and B, do I really want to work with these people? That's it. And I think it's trust. Like trust is um, challenged then as well. Because like you said, if you've built up a rapport with someone, you feel like maybe not friends because you're working together, but if you've built up a good relationship with that people, it's regular work, etc. you see them out, blah, 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 whatever. And then something like that happens and it's so shocking and surprising to you that does affect trust mm -hmm. and it kind of this industry that you're working in because let's face it it's like a lifestyle industry as well like we don't just work here we live in it like our friends are yeah. here our hobby is here like everything about this is like our life work and it can kind of make you question everything yeah. when that trust is yeah. skewed that way definitely yeah. I think that's really difficult because you know, if you have a day job, you go to work and you get on with your work and you go home and you think, those people aren't my friends, I just work there. But when you're in a culture that we are, 
and you've got everything with your friends, your work, and you know your social life all in one place. Mm-hmm. As soon as one thing goes wrong, you start to think, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, um, you question everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be very, very difficult, and especially if you're surrounded by the same circle of people all the time, mm-hmm. um, which can be quite like frightening. Yeah, but also a testament to all of us still sat here. Yeah, because it has been difficult at times, isn't it? Yeah, as, not just as a woman, as a person, right? But as a woman as well, maybe we've got extra things, extra hurdles that we might need to jump. But we're all still sat here, and I think that's International Women's Day. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, I just want to ask you specifically about some of those extra hurdles. What kind of things do you personally do you think they are? Uh, what oh, what in terms of like. In terms of being a woman in the industry, what kind of extra hurdles do uh, we have compared to a man? I do feel like I need to prove myself a bit more sometimes or work twice. I feel like I need to shout to be heard yeah. a lot, to be quite frank. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, well, yo, just listen to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there is sometimes that like, oh, yeah, she's off on one. Oh, all right, love. <laughs> Roll the eyes. And it's just off. Oh, like you know I think there is that kind of um oh women kind of thing and yeah. so when uh, yeah and it depends who you're dealing with like sometimes um you know sometimes you can get well, there's a lot of egos basically you're dealing with egos there's yeah. a, no matter what industry what business it is there's a there's going to be egos so with that you have to sort of you kind of have to, um, you either do the whole like um, trying to get someone to like you a bit and try and be get to them to be your mate a bit, to get in there with them. And then sometimes you're like, I can't be asked. I just, can you just like... Recognise me. Just recognise me and yeah. my work and just, you know, and uh, and obviously when it comes to things like flirtations and that kind of thing I mean I, I've, I'm always going to have my integrity so I'm not going to go there so if that path ends and gets blocked and so be it I just move on to the next Yeah, but it doesn't mean that it's like just exhausting and it's just like oh, yeah, you know it is it's knackering and it's like I sort of skip you know carry on but there are moments where I'm like do you know what like this is actually quite demoralizing at times mm-hmm. and like there are moments where I just see like it's, if you think about it too much it gets to you yeah but you just have to pick yourself up yeah carry on and you know like the hustle I think you know we're, we're fortunately we're living in an age where women aren't like possibly not being sexualized as much like in terms of like DJs you know back in the day in Ibiza like you know there's sort of a archetypal kind of looking like looks definitely came into it sort of tech house and house scenes mm-hmm. and stuff like that um in europe and, and on the continent especially like um not so much like germany and berlin but like you know like the ib for scenes quite at one point um looks came into it that's not so much the case now women mm-hmm. can be um you don't have to dress in tight fitting clothes and stuff like that and to kind of get hits and that's brilliant um, but then at the same time, that transition, you get some men who are like, don't quite know how to deal with that. They're yeah. like, almost like, oh, what? Don't understand. Like, like you're not <laughs> pleasing to the eye to us in the same way anymore. Yeah. You're wearing a tracksuit, not a, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I think there's this sort of, because uh, the tide is t- it's changing. Like we're in a time of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new generation um, more kind of underground music is becoming more mainstream, which I love, especially in, in the UK. Um, 
the and I think uh, you know it won't be long before the next generation become it becomes more the norm yeah and um the slightly older ones won't be so they'll be kind of <laughs> like not gonna say pushed out of the way that's really, <laughs> that's really bad that's us that's like, our generation <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But you know what I mean? As in the cynical old men who were like, yeah. ah, bash, button pushers. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you get those sort of vinyl purists who are really sort of like disparaging about every clip they see of a female DJ. And I'm just like, oh, give it a rest. Like, just, enjoy, you know, and they're really jubilant, happy, great clips of DJing. Mm. And they're still complaining. And it's just like, why? Like, everyone's having fun. <laughs> You've got to move with the times, haven't you? Got to move with the times. This is it. Yeah. So, guess I guess I just, in a nutshell, just got to move. Just got to keep moving. Keep it moving. That's yep. all I can do, really. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag keep it moving. <laughs> and Cicely, how does your experience differ from obviously coming from photography into DJing now? Do you see any of what um, Rosie says as a DJ or is the experience the same for you? Um, this is a funny one because, so I started out doing photography and I, I kind of, I built a thing in music, but I've also done other photography and like fashion and stuff. And I feel like in that realm, it's very male orientated. Like all of the photographers are men, like none of them are fashionable. They, they work for like all these big corporations. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're not, they're just technical people. Um, so I, I felt very pushed out in situations such as like fashion week and stuff like that. Um, but then like coming into the music scene and shooting in the music scene, I kind of have made my own space. So like I haven't really felt as though like, like we were saying before, like, I haven't compared, I haven't had to like compete yeah. with anyone. I just do my own thing. So yeah. I haven't really felt as though like, there's not been any negativity really. Well, yeah. at least I haven't noticed any, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then coming into DJing, there's like, I've, I've seen pros and cons for myself because, so Connor, my boyfriend, he taught me to DJ. Yeah. And I know like him at the minute, like coming out of lockdown, he's like really struggling with stuff, like to get back into DJing and like finding opportunities and stuff. And I've, I've kind of just like, taken off a bit you know and I'm getting like a lot of opportunities but I know that you know he's maybe more technical than I am but I've got like a bigger Instagram following and I think yeah. when people are looking to book females for things they do take that that kind of thing into consideration okay um, they do I think they do still take looks into consideration I do still think like follow accounts and stuff yeah it's obviously if you're gonna tick a box why would it not be somebody that has clout or whatever do you know what I mean but yeah, I'm. I'm not finding as though like people are pushing me out in any way. Um, I'm. Fin I feel like I'm getting like a lot of opportunities, which is really good. Yeah. Um, going back to what what we said before, maybe just like the whole mansplaining thing. Um, yeah. In fact, the first time that I ever played anywhere live, I um, it was Outlook last year, and some guy actually came up like mid me playing and was like, "Do you want to jump off now? Like just so I can play a couple of tunes?" And I was thinking, "Right, wow. <laughs> no." Do you know what wow. I mean? I think it's a bit of a misunderstanding, but I think like if that was a male, if that was a male there, and maybe somebody that they looked up to musically, they wouldn't have said that. But mm. because maybe I'm a friend or I'm a female, then that that's where the conversation kind of happened. That's really but, rude. Yeah, but wow. it's whatever, isn't it? I said no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
it's really interesting what you're saying because you're quite new coming into DJing. Um, I'm guessing, well, you said you've been in music for quite a while. Yeah, and I've I've been, I don't even want to remember how long how I've been in years? music. <laughs> um, like 14, 15 years-ish. So it sounds like already the attitude and the opportunities is shifting. Like you were saying, like we're in a time of change, isn't it? So it feels like perhaps it's going in the right direction. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you think, Rosie? Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think, it definitely is going in the right direction. I was looking at um, a festival lineup the other day. I think it was Strawberries and Cream, and that's um, made a concerted effort to have more of a gender balance. Um, I think there's one stage that has, uh, I think, Girls Can't DJ on it. It's like I think Lisa Mafia, and it's like basically um, uh, there was lo there's loads of female acts um, on the lineup, and I think they were sponsored by. UN Women as well, and Mind actually, the mental health charity. So I think definitely is it's definitely becoming more normal. In very common. In fact, in the last five years, I think it's come a long way. I did a I did a little article ages ago about um, the statistics behind it, and I think at one point it was like a quarter. It's about a quarter of lineups or headliners in major festivals were were women or non-binary mm -hmm. and I, I get the feeling that's probably changed by now I think that's that that has in the last five years mm -hmm. so it is we are you know coming a long way and um, I just think that it's yeah and I think like the, the sort of the, the what I was talking about before with you know the sort of sexualization that's uh, I mean I guess that's just, you're always going to get people like that, really, aren't you? But, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the pressure to to not be like that is going to get larger, hopefully, and to, and hopefully just people will kind of get outed as well, to be honest. Because, mm, yeah. <laughs> like... Do you I remember we had that kind of culture on Twitter, like, not too long ago, where everyone who had ever wronged a woman was getting outed mm. and there were loads of stories about um, you know abuse and rape and things like that and people were suddenly speaking out where they weren't before um, I think it's it's really hard as well because when you're trying to you know the ladder to success when you you, you do get like scared of like causing a, a fuss about something mm -hmm. you don't yeah like we said earlier you don't want to make enemies and then create you know, then it cuts off a whole group of people or a yeah. platform. So you you sort of you sort of just go off feeling a bit glum and <laughs> just like you know. And um, but I think yeah, it, it is improving. It is like, and obviously you've got um, things like all these different um, live stream and video platforms. Social media's changed as well. Obviously, lockdown it's become very visual, and um, those sort of Berlin-based boiler room keep hush all of that that's like um the sort of newer generation um that's been a bit of a game changer and i think the uk scene um is yeah i think the music tastes are changing and that in turn i think women are just one of the gang like you, you just you know it's not we're not in back in the day you'd be like oh you know i'll be courting my lady and they'd be and you go to work <laughs> and the lady would be at home and you know yeah. now it's just like well, it's a bit more level isn't it so yeah, yeah but it is, it is getting better but it's just that i think attitudes 
just to be honest, just be friendly. I think if people were just like, yeah. just friendlier, like if you have a meeting with a top dog and he's a guy, like I had one once and um, like fairly recently and he was a bit dis- dismissive and, you know, I was a bit like, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, it is what it is sometimes, but you just got to like go and knock on another door. Yeah. But then it's hard, but then you think, would he be like that with a guy? I don't, it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to tell. You don't know if it's because of your gender or because yeah. that person is the, the way they are. So yeah. what, what, what is the reason? You'll never know really, will exactly. you? Exactly. It kind of happens in so many different areas, doesn't it though? Like I drive, my partner doesn't, but anytime we go, we go to a mechanic or if the car broke down or whatever, the mechanic will always talk to him. Wow. won't talk to me like I, I know he's not doing it in like a rude way it may be a respect thing in his head I don't I don't really know I, I'm not in his brain but he always and Ross ain't got a clue about the car <laughs> at all but the mechanic's talking to him and he's just like yeah and I'm like hello it's my car, it's my car. yeah it, it happens across the board like in various ways but yeah I think like it's like although a bad one traditional isn't it especially in like this culture this country like you were saying like uh, the courting you know the marriage was like basically have my daughter like you own her now it was mm-hmm. that kind of mentality wasn't it and that is changing now yeah i mean do you think those kinds of attitudes are subconscious they're so deeply rooted that people don't even realize they're doing they're them. subconscious until someone calls you out yeah and then and if then someone tells you that that's how you're being and you still carry it on that's not subconscious anymore yeah. that's a choice yeah and I think it depends on the person, isn't it? Some yes. people are doing it out of habit because that's what their family have been like. Mm-hmm. That's what people have let them treat them like. Mm-hmm. Um, and others are, they just, I don't know, they kind of believe it strangely. So if you were to say, hey, Mr. Mechanic Man, it's actually my car. Can yeah, you stop yeah. speaking to my boyfriend, yeah. please? Do you mind? Do you think that will change his behavior? Or I think just be like, what you want? What well, you want sometimes about? it gives them a bit of a like shock, isn't yeah. it? Because they're so not used to things like that. Yeah. I'm going to try that next time. In fact, I'm going to see one next week. I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tweet it. I'll let yeah. you know. No. Yeah, please yeah. do. I'll <laughs> be really interesting <laughs> just to see what the reaction will be mm. and if they carry on. I think sometimes as well it's out of respect. I don't know, I think men feel uncomfortable talking to the woman because they might think the man thinks you, they fancy her or something like mm. that. Could Maybe be. I'm thinking about it too much, but yeah, it def- definitely happens in ev- like not every area, but in other areas as well as like work in yeah. music. Yeah. And what experiences have you had differently? Obviously, you've uh, been in uh, artist manager position, so your experiences will be different to ours. Mm-hmm. What kinds of obstacles do you think have been in your way? Oh, have you got all day? Um, <laughs> how long have we got? No. Um, I think generally it's 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 similar. It's kind of mimicking what's already been said. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly that, although it's different for me now because I've been in it for a while and I do have a lot more experience than I used to, but prior, it was very much um, people, men especially, didn't believe that I knew as much as I did. Okay. So it was like I had to prove myself. And if I told them something, it could be anything. It could be about royalties, PRS, it could be about a label, it could be whatever. Things that I've got experience in, first-hand experience in. Um, If it come out of my mouth, it would kind of be ignored. But if it come out a man's mouth next to me, they'd be sat there like lapping it up. Wow. And that has happened on multiple occasions. In fact, I know I've probably put it into the back of my mind because like you, it's just, you just get on with it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's probably not the best way of doing it, but 
if you want to crack on and you don't want things to hold you back or put you down or anything, sometimes you've got to be like, do you know what? They're not worth it. Let's just move on to the people that are. Pick your battles. Yeah. yeah. But there are people that are worth it. There are so many supportive men in this industry, old, like young, new, like whatever. There are so many supportive men in this industry and women, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing as well is like, sometimes women, because it's, it's almost like, to be successful in a male oriented industry like we've almost had to become slightly alpha female yeah and yeah. i always kind of have been like, yeah. 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 Like, it's oh, true yeah. though and you see that in any industry like when you, any industry the women at the top even like if you look at like the police for instance if you look mm -hmm. back way in the 70s if you were a female officer you had to fight hard to earn the respect off of men and even yeah. then you weren't going to get it yeah. so you had to become this like alpha female mm -hmm. but then what that does is almost create kind of competition mm -hmm. between the other females and you see that sometimes as well like but also, again, I keep saying it, but it does feel like things are changing. The yeah. fact that we, we're even here in this forum now having this conversation and we're still here, we're working, mm -hmm. you know, shows that things are changing. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good example about the um, being the alpha female because I feel like when women do do that, they can be misconstrued as cold mm -hmm. and um, competitive and quiet um, in a negative sort of way, when really you're just trying to get by like everyone else. Exactly, yeah. if, th if those same sentences were coming from a man's mouth, yeah. it's almost like they're commanding respect. Yeah. But from a woman, from a woman, from a woman, um, it is right, it comes yeah. across as cold and you're being harsh and yeah. like, why is your email so short to me? It's like, because yeah. I'm busy, like everyone's <laughs> busy. But also, I think as well, there's this there's this like unsaid thing of if we show emotion, it is seen as oh it's a oh, woman weak woman oh she's been oh she's time of the month you know that kind of attitude like that does get flung that, that gets really flung around that. quite a bit isn't it? <laughs> it's like, like oh yeah it's, yeah but it's Push like the table over <laughs> yeah it's true yeah I'll show you time of the month but. <laughs> But it's, it's true, like we show a little bit of emotion because we work in a creative industry and if we like, we show a bit of emotion sometimes, again, not always, but sometimes it can be, oh, she's off again. Yeah, yeah. But if a, ma if a man said the same thing, oh, he's enlightened and you know, oh, he's so open-minded yeah. and whatever, like, yeah, emotion's not bad. Emotion's no. good. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think in a way though, like sometimes if a guy did show that emotion, like, because we live in a society women like still are aren't able to possibly or don't feel like they're able to express their emotions in the you know obviously uh, there's been a, there's a lot of male suicide and stuff like that and um i still think you know socially there is that kind of block sometimes which can affect the psychology of them a little bit in terms mm -hmm. of like um so they don't pro sometimes maybe don't process emotions in the same way. So, you know, obviously we'll call a friend. I'll call a friend and I'll chat on the phone f like for ages or something. Um, whereas they don't necessarily do the same thing. So um, sometimes, um, you know, it can come out in frustration or diff in different ways. Yeah. Um, and that's partly, I think, in part, a small amount down to societal things and expectations. And it's still... And that can, you know, it's transmuted, like sort of passive aggressiveness and stuff like that. So I still think that the way that 
you know, men should be men, kind of that kind of mentality that some people have. Um, showing emotion is a sign of weakness. That can sometimes create part of the problem in that, you know, if you're more open and everyone was a bit more just honest with each other, and mm -hmm. I think that would help a lot, and you'd feel more um, easy in yourself. Like, it would be... You'd feel more at ease, like, being open yourself. And, yep. and possibly the pressure wouldn't be so much because yep. you'd just be like, look, I just feel like this, and it'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, rather yep. than just like... Um, I don't. I can't deal with this woman. Um, can I just pass her over to someone else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel really awkward because yeah. I don't know how to do emotion. Like, <laughs> and that leads like, on to to me interviewing predominantly men about their mental health, <laughs> which is quite weird. So, well, that's good. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. You're like you're helping the. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. part of the progression. That's which is really good. Yeah, do you know I mean? don't feel like. Um, I don't feel this is going to may sound bad. I don't feel like I've had hurdles as a woman, but I think it's evident that I'm a woman who is having a conversation about mental health with predominantly men, um, and a man is not doing it. If mm. that makes sense. Uh, yeah. 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 So it's like, well, you know, Elle, she does mental health and grime. Um, we know Elle's a woman, <laughs> and um, uh, she sits down with male artists and gets them to talk about their you know experiences and their feelings and whatnot um and it's funny because i speak to more men than i do women mm. which is kind of crazy mm. um i don't know how it's worked out like that but um when i went into it i didn't know that men would want it to sit down and talk to me about anything probably crying out for it yeah probably like probably quite like the sort of nurturing energy of a nice sort of you know that's it i was gonna say it may be actually an advantage that you are female. Yeah. Because you, uh, well, obviously you're you as well and you're warm and you're open and you and you um, like exude that kind of safety for people. That's not because you're a woman, that's because you're you. However, yeah. perhaps men don't see you as, you know, that animal instinct like threat because you're another man. Like yeah. maybe they do feel like they can open up to you more so. Yeah. I do wonder if I was a man, would I have the same reaction as I've had with mental health and music? be quite interesting. I always found it really interesting like when I when you first started doing the series mm -hmm. because obviously grime is like it's it's kind of like you have like clashes and it's very ego driven and like men and it's like this hard exterior that you know everyone's like a tough guy and mm -hmm. when when I heard that you were doing this series I thought oh my god like there's no space like it because there is there is nowhere where men in grime speak about their feelings yeah and i think it can only be a positive thing and even like when you interviewed me most of the feedback i got i don't know if it, it was like the listeners but most of them were men wow that messaged me and were yeah. like oh my god you know and give me feedback on it yeah so i think you know it's a really interesting space and i think once we see it progress like it can only have a positive impact yeah so. Yeah, it's strange you say that. Actually, I was um, I hadn't put two and two together, but same feedback from my interview that Elle did as well. It was, yeah, like ninety percent men. Wow. Yeah, and all really positive, and actually saying like it's so nice to hear this being spoken about. Mm -hmm. I kind of and a couple of people said I actually feel seen. Mm -hmm. like for, so that's the kind of platform that you're providing mm -hmm. that you're supplying for people who like um, Cicely said like there was nothing for that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I do still wonder if I was a man, what would it be? <laughs> like, what, what would be the uh, the dynamic? But um, 
Yeah, I guess I haven't encountered anything that's um, stood out to me that said, that's reminded me that I am a female doing it. Like, I've not had any negative experiences or experiences where I'm made to feel like, oh, well, you're just a woman type of thing. But um, that doesn't mean that they can't happen. Well, maybe that's a testament to the choices that you make of the people that you work with as well. Interesting, mm. yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, that could be. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Rosie, I'm going to go back to you. I want to talk about your uh, tweet this morning. So you were talking, your Instagram post, so mm. you were talking about some things that we could kind of do, I guess, to make things a little bit easier for women in the industry. You were talking about, um, you mentioned something about glass ceilings, first of all. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like across the spectrum, really. That's like really, that's in so many like businesses um you know like meetings and, mm -hmm. and uh you know i think there's i think one of the deficits is like there's not enough women um ceos and directors and heads of companies mm -hmm. and managers and you know as much as we can have more djs and you know and um people on the sort of on the ground it's the people who are calling the shots and then that creates a sort of trickle down um effect but one of the things I was thinking that you know rather than banging on doors and trying really really hard and doing late hours you know if you worked in an office possibly you know like trying to really prove to your boss rather than you know the son of someone that gets the job instead or there's a yeah. you know degree of nepotism or you know um sometimes I just think just start your own thing yeah <laughs> I was like, what's, hmm, what's the answer? Oh, I know. Just I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that actually. Just like, oh, just sod this. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. just gonna do my own thing. So, yeah, I think like just being an entrepreneur, like I really respect, you know, um, business women and um, just, yeah, because it is, I think there is that degree though of, you know, there's quite a lot of alpha females that are that kind of character who become mm -hmm. directors and start up enterprises. But I mean, stuffing all of that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think um, I think that therein lies the problem, though, is that sometimes there is that ego clash where it's like, oh, yeah. strong-minded women, oh, I've got to put her in a place, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but obviously, yeah. But that's not always the case. I I think. Um, you know, all the things that I set up, I think are just, I think inclusivity is, is really important, um, mm -hmm. including age, actually. I slightly, I think it came out wrong earlier when I was talking about, like, pushing out the older generation. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was wrong. I didn't, that, that came out wrong. I think I was trying to say, like, you know, as in, there's a new generation now. Yeah. But um, I, inclusivity is very, very much something I'm passionate about, including, mm -hmm. you know, age, race, I, um, you know, young and old, so obviously young people as well who yeah. might not have the means, the financial means to, you know, have DJ lessons, etc. Um, gender, um, yeah, and, and also just there's a lot of cliqueiness as well, to be honest. Even female um, organisations, radio stations can be, you know, a lot of them can be quite cliquey, mm -hmm. to be quite honest. Like, not all of them. I mean, they are doing good things, but you know there is there's still just because there's female organizations doesn't mean that they're, they're always as massively inclusive yeah. I've, yeah I've not always felt like they are yeah so again what's the answer 
I do my own thing, I yeah. start up my own thing. And then I can be an example to the other people mm-hmm. and I can say, here's a door. So rather than banging on a door and waiting for it to open, I'm, I'm opening my own door. Yeah. And then keeping that door open for lots of people to come through. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the, on the Apprentice, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> talking about doors yeah. and like <laughs> analogies and stuff. But like, you know, people, yeah, I'm letting everyone through. I'm like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you too. Yeah, yeah. And mental health is a massive one. Yeah. You know, people that feel like anyone that feels like an outsider, even when I was a kid, I was like, always going up to people in the playground and be like, are you okay? Are you like, I was always sort of like, you know, I was, I was always quite an empath. So I sort of, yeah, that's just in my nature. Mm-hmm. So I never want anyone to feel left out. So, yeah. which makes it doubly hard when it happens to me. But yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'm quite tough. I'm just like, sort of just get on with it. Like, yeah. After I sort of get angry and then I'm like, oh, whatever. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> that leads me to Sicily. So, um, Rosie was talking about kind of doing your own thing. And I feel that you're in your own lane in a good way <laughs> and that the career that you've carved for yourself through photography and now um, DJing is going quite well and um, there I don't want to say this necessarily no obstacles but um, you're in a different league does that make sense mm, yeah yeah I think as well like it's it's only because of help from my other female friends like, yeah when at the end of last year because I started DJing like pretty much last year um, were through lockdown and at the end of last year when I was like rounding everything up I realized like I'd been on radio maybe seven times mm-hmm. and every single one of them was with another female I'd been asked by another female wow but bar one yeah yeah so that was like that really stood out for me and I thought wow like going forward like what what do I want to do yeah and that's kind of like what I've planned out for the next year like with getting my own radio show like who I want on to guest with me and like yeah. who I want to bring in as well because yeah. people have done that for me yeah so I think yeah it's, it's like an ongoing cycle really is it automatically you're thinking oh, I'm gonna bring some females through with me yeah 100% yeah definitely. yeah and is that because of how you feel we're treated in the industry or just because you feel like women need a little bit more of a platform um like you said how I've kind of like made my own lane yeah I feel that with other women as well so it's yeah. not necessarily like I need to put them on because yeah. everyone's doing it do you know what I mean like yeah I mentioned this morning um there's a girl Becky Woodcock she's from Newcastle and she's like absolutely smashing it like she runs her own night and she's like booking some amazing artists and she's always always putting on females mm-hmm. local females and I think like she's making her own lane and like all of us in our room we're all doing the same yeah so yeah not necessarily like I need to bring people in because they need the help. Yeah. But yeah, just because I want to, like, yeah. people have done that for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred so. percent. Yeah. So it's kind of like a giving back type of thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, not passing the buck, but um, sharing. Baton. Yeah. Just passing the baton. <laughs> yeah, Love yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, that's why I'm in. And Nikki, when I remember when you started your booking agency so Which many one? years ago, Acute Promotions. <laughs> yeah. You were the only female in that position that I knew of that was doing something like that am I wrong yeah no there were female agents yeah definitely that were working yeah. for the bigger agencies yeah um but actually do you know what I've never thought about it yeah that's so weird yeah I've never thought about it um yeah to my knowledge at that yeah. time yeah in our scene at least yeah yes I was the only one wow yeah, yeah. I've never thought about it like that no how did you feel at that time 
Uh, like I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was really just, I've, uh, and strangely, all of my friends were male. Yeah. And they were all amazing musicians, DJs, MCs. Yeah. And I just, and but they were shit at promoting themselves. Yeah. They were really bad at like marketing and just getting themselves in front of promoters. Mm-hmm. And I just love gassing. I just love talking to people. So it just kind of happened yep. that way. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's so weird that I've hung up about being the only female. There were definitely a couple that came after. Yeah. But yeah, that's so strange. But yeah, I was like 20, 21, and yeah. I was running it out of like a Wendy house at yeah. the bottom of my dad's garden. Wow. Putting on my tracksuit, going down the garden to work, to sat work. there with my little <laughs> laptop. Um, and yeah, strangely, um, we spoke about her actually, Amy, who yes. she's freelance now, but she was label manager of hospital. Yes and Shogun, and now she's label manager of 1985, so Drum and Bass World. Yeah. She sent me her CV, she's from Newcastle. She sent me her CV, mm-hmm. and I remember sat at this desk in a Wendy house, and she's she's written it all like really professional, like <laughs> she's looking for a job. And I'm thinking, you ain't got a clue who you're sending this to. I ain't even got money to pay myself, let alone take on someone else. Wow. But again, she was she's a really like forward thinking, really focused, really yeah. strong, independent woman in yeah. the industry as well yeah um but yeah yeah amazing it is amazing yeah. it is amazing that we're all here i yeah. love it and it's so fascinating to hear because obviously sicily and i know each other but to hear your experience as well it, it really does feel like it is a lot different to what it was 10 12 years ago mm-hmm. i wouldn't have even thought twice about like i like mixing but i wouldn't have thought twice about uh d- trying to be a dj back then especially in drum and bass because it was just it was pure boys club mm-hmm. and if you were a female it was definitely like a token situation um they f- to my knowledge they were never really highlighted or supported it was really just look these are the artists they're going to be here forever if you're not in this group then you're not coming in yeah um but to hear like the support as well like the females that you said all the uh invites that you've had to go on radio that have come from females that's like to my knowledge really only been happening in the last like even just the last five years maybe six seven years that Mm -hmm. more females have had radio slots Mm -hmm. because of supportive stations like modes like subtle etc like there's so many now that are really like raising the fact that women are talented yeah just because you know it's actually a big thing isn't it it? to have a a slot on a radio station as a female and I didn't think about it when I started at mode but now that you sat here and you're telling me it's like oh my god it's true (laughs) but we like we have so much thanks to give to the women that came before us yeah and although it shouldn't be that way it is and it has been Mm -hmm. you know we can't change the past there are so many leading females in across the scenes across the industry that have kind of paved the way for yeah. us to even just be here yeah sat having the co- having the the benefit of sat in, sat in here having a conversation about what it's like being in the industry mm-hmm. like it's it's really um we're in a really fortunate position now yeah. i think definitely yeah. do you think more conversations like this need to be had not just obviously on international women's day well, we are celebrating the event but outside of that mm, definitely well all the conversations always need to be had yeah. about anything about equality generally mm-hmm. in any area like those conversations do need to be have especially if they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. especially if they're uncomfortable that's exactly when they need to happen yeah because that means that something needs to change yeah. and it's not going to change unless the conversation happens yeah. you know and we've seen that over the last few years for multiple causes multiple reasons mm-hmm. these conversations are, are at the forefront now um but yeah, definitely, they always need to happen. Mm. Otherwise, how are we going to grow? How are we going to 
mm-hmm. evolve and improve and get better and you know equalize everything yeah. it's, it's got to happen what more do you think can be done for women in the industry if i were to give you the baton and say rosie or sicily or nikki what would you change and you could have anything you wanted what would it be anything i wanted yeah um Apart from like a lottery ticket or anything. Oh, right. Or like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> how could we help women in music? Um, I think there should be rules and regulations for festivals and events in terms of uh, there should be a minimum lineups. Yeah. I really think there should be because I'm still seeing, you know, I do think there'll be like one woman on a lot of lineups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's still tokenism going on and they think, you know, Oh, I've got one lineup. That uh, one one woman on the lineup. That's enough. One, yeah. That's enough. That's your representation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's that, not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not enough. It should be. We need to normalise like women and non-binary people in lineups, and mm-hmm. it and part of the problem is that there's the, there's a lot of promoters and club owners that are still men as well, mm-hmm. and also I think a lot of people don't want to take chances. And so, for example, they think these are the tried and tested people. We'll always get them on. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more gambles taken, more risks. Um, like, okay, this is a new person, but you know, you've got to start somewhere. Someone has to take that risk. You yeah. can't keep doing the tried and tested because people are going to get yeah. bored. Like, I, there's certain nights I go to, and I'm like, oh, this old, this track again, this song, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this for the millionth time. You know, like not, you know, certain. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get too specific about stuff. <laughs> I don't want to name names. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I would I'd like more gambles and just more more equality. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, it's not about who's making the, uh, the most money. Just want to see more equality. Yeah, and it should be normalised. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, Cicely, same question <laughs> to you. If I could give you the baton, what, um, what would you do? I think. I think who is having the conversations because I think it's great that we're in this room now having this conversation, but like we've said, like a lot of the promoters are men mm-hmm. and we can shout until we lose our voices about book more women and and all of the changes that we want to see. But unless the people that are already in the situations of, of power or whatever, like mm-hmm. unless they're really championing it, then mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to see it, like a proper change coming from the top. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think... I think maybe the men that have been around for a while just kind of checking themselves and thinking, right, what more can I do? And mm-hmm. and it is, it's a difficult conversation because, like, being a fan of music, like, I want to go to an event where the music's going to be good. Yeah. And, like, if that if that is all men, then okay. But, like, also, like, you have to question why. Like, yeah. Have they not met, tried to make space because there is plenty of women that are yeah. that are as talented? Yeah. And it's hard because obviously the scene has come from mainly men. Yeah. So to push them all out is wrong. Like we still have to show the respect of the people that have created this scene for us to work in. But, but we still need a true representation of what 100%, the scene is. Percent, and yeah. we need them people yeah. to be championing us. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I agree mm. with that. I think we need more peer support. I think we need, um, you know, it's not just us standing and shouting with waving our bras in the air. I think we yeah, need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need uh, men to come forward and say, "Hang on a minute, we're gonna That's it, yeah. buy our own bras and wave them as well." I'd l- I'd like to uh, like just add to that though, because like our um, my main job is a booking agency, and majority of my roster are males. 
um, that's not through choice because what I find along with a lot of um, artists that I work with or people that I know that run labels especially they don't receive demos from females wow. so it's not the case that they don't they, they don't want to or like they don't want to support females it's literally that they don't have any material to be able to do that mm -hmm. so that's from the label side of it because let's face it it is a it is a boys club we are part of a boys club it's majority men in this industry um there are far fewer female artists than there are males yeah so to all of a sudden because this conversation's come to light um try and put pressure on promoters to say you need 50 percent females it's yeah. it's I'm like you it's impossible you wouldn't be able to do that because you would have a lot of females who perhaps aren't ready they're not they're not as experienced because they haven't been able to you know it's like a loop but or um yeah they're just they're just or maybe even not as talented sometimes let's face it like just because we're females doesn't mean that we're as talented as the men because yeah. you still have to put the time and effort into your craft to be able to get there and i know it's a catch-22 you have to enter at some stage but also on the other, other side i will say the promoters that we do work with the large portion of promoters that we do work with are very very aware of this mm -hmm. And, and all of our artists are as well, actually. In fact, we have a clause in our contract that supports this, that our artists are uneasy or uncomfortable or will refuse to perform on a lineup if there, aren't, if there isn't ad adequate female representation. Wow. So this conversation is changing and, and like I'm on the sidelines of this as well. So, and there are promoters that even, you know, although arguably it's for both sexes but I can't remember the name of it there's um, a guy in Manchester who he has like a I can't remember it's like an angel or something so he has people in the raves now mm -hmm. so that if there are vulnerable people let's face it they're generally going to be females but if there are vulnerable people in the crowd if they've taken drugs or whatever they can go to these angels to mm -hmm. be supported and looked after so there are yeah. there is so many things like on the ground that is changing mm -hmm. and I, I, I would um I would refrain from putting all the blame on the people who put the parties on. Mm -hmm. That's not to say they couldn't have done more before, yeah. but it is definitely getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing a positive change. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we work with some really great people, really yeah. great people that really want to do something mm -hmm. and give opportunities to these girls and females and, and non-binary as well. Like, they really do. Yeah. And can I just say one point, because I find this really interesting, this conversation, is we said about tokenism, there are definitely promoters that are booking girls, females, non-binary people who haven't had the experience that the men have had. Sometimes putting them on at times that perhaps don't represent the amount of work or time or effort, because you know this whole, you have to put 10,000 hours into learning a skill or whatever, mm -hmm. then perhaps a male counterpart. So how do we feel about the female getting that slot over the male counterpart that perhaps does have the experience? I yeah. Think, I think it's, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I've been thinking about a lot going into this. Like I said before, like a man taught me to to mix, and and seeing his experiences, it's it's strange because I'm being given opportunities where maybe I'm actually not qualified yet. Yeah. So I think as a fan, like like I said before, I'd rather go to a rave and and just hear good music, mm -hmm. like. I think it has to be fair. There's no point in just putting somebody on just to tick a box. It has to be like yeah. fully thought through, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm, it's yeah. a hard one, isn't it? Because yeah. we're in that transition stage and there's always going to be a bit of uncomfortable, you know, yeah. situation Someone's before we be actually upset. get through it. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. the same with anything. Like, going back to like my interview with you the last time, like, 
that you have to open a conversation for other people to be able to have the conversation. So yeah. although talking about certain experiences is hard, Someone if I don't, yeah, if I don't open the the conversation, then other people might not be mm-hmm. able to. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I get that. Mm. We definitely needed two hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 definitely. There's so much we could go on for another hour. No. We've actually come to the end of our discussion. We're getting kicked out. We're getting kicked out. <laughs> Is it because we're women? <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. No, I'm really joking. Observer says, get out of my pub. It's time to go. Get out of my pub. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cicely, Rosie, and Nikki, for coming down. Oh. We've had such a blast. Thank you, Elle. You're welcome. What a lovely conversation that we've got to have. We've got to um, keep the momentum going, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, if we can meet up uh, another time and see what we can put our heads together with and come up with to to make change, I think that'd be amazing. 100%. Thank you to everyone that's locked in and listened. I hope you've taken something away from the conversation. I will be back in two weeks' time with The Elle Show. Take it easy.
are now locked in to Mode London, the one-stop shop for all things UK underground. Tune in to hear the best in grime, 